You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Welcome to church this morning. Amen. You look glorious. Amen. You look anointed. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. You know, each time you come to church, something happens to you. Amen. You might not know it, yeah. but I want you to know that it's good for you. Yeah. It's good for you. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He says, you are clean by the words that I speak. So, you see, in our lives, we pick up a lot of garbage, a lot of mess, a lot of dirt as we interact with people, as we go out there. Things attach themselves to our lives. But when you come into his presence, when you're in that place of worship, when you're in that place and the word is coming, it washes you. It washes you spiritually, I'm telling you. So that's why you need it. You need it. Most of us will at least have a shower once a day, maybe twice. <laughs> at least. I know it's winter, right? So some people... Some people just, you know, just take a sponge and I don't know how you do it, but you, you know. Yeah. So you're taking care of your physical body that is dust and is going into the dust. Huh? What about your soul? What about your soul? Our souls need to be washed. So that's what the Word of God does. It, it washes your soul. When you come to the presence of God like this, it washes your soul. Each time you come, you just feel better. You feel cleaner. Is that not so? Yeah. So imagine someone that only comes once a month Shoo. That's, that's how it is in the spirit. That's how it is in the spirit. So they wonder why things, people are avoiding them. The people don't even know why they're avoiding them. They don't know why they're avoiding them, but it's a state. It's a spiritual state. There's a spiritual state. So those people, they don't know why when you come around them or when they come around certain people, the people just can't stand them. But it's because they are stinking. So that's why you need to be in God's presence. It's good for you. Talk to your neighbor. Say it's good for you. Very good for you, I'm telling you. 
After this, you are going to be, you are going to smell fresh. Yes. You know, you are going to feel clean. Amen. Yes. Many people think church is just only about miracles. There's a place for that. Yes. But it's about our character. Amen. It's about our souls. Amen. It's about our souls being washed, being cleansed. There are th- times that, you know, certain things just come out of your heart and you don't even know how they came. So that's why you need a high dose of God's word. You need a high dose of his word. You need to have it every single day. It's good for you. It's good for you. And that's why sometimes you struggle with certain with certain temptations, you find, you, you find it hard to overcome certain things. Because, you, you, you know, you, you need to work on it. And there's grace in the house this morning. Amen. There is grace for that. I know that God is working in our lives, in our hearts. And... Um, I believe that the reason he's doing that is because of what he's about to do. He's about to do in and through our lives. There's not one person here that has not been destined for greatness. Not one person. Because God is, is too great to do small things. Whatever he does is great. Even the smallest things you look at, by the time you start to investigate, you'll be amazed at how great it is. So I know that something great is coming your way. Let's look at the Word of God. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 Verse 1. He says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? (laughs) These guys are amazing. Who then? Lord, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Right? Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I can imagine the reaction. With those ambitious disciples of Jesus. He said, who's, who's the greatest? Who? They said, who then is the greatest? Right? And you would expect Jesus to just say, oh, the greatest is this. No, no, no. Jesus begins by saying, you need to enter the kingdom first. Yeah. <laughs> Before you start talking about being great in the kingdom. How can you become great 
in a place you've not entered. First things first. Enter first. Make sure you are in. Come on, touch someone. Say, are you in? Are you in? Make sure you are in first. Make sure you are in first. Before you start talking about position. Huh? It's like somebody, you, they are going to have presidential elections and the person is like, you know, how can I become president? And he has not even joined the party. He's not even a member. Who is going to vote for him? <laughs> Say, no, no, no. I, when I become president... It's like one Nigerian woman on the internet that is talking about how she's going to become president and what she's going to do. You know? And she's there in America talking. Oh, where is it? Somewhere in Europe. Okay, she's somewhere in Europe talking about how she's going to change the nation. From there. In diaspora. How do you become a president in diaspora? Well, you are not a member of the party, you have not joined, you have not campaigned, you have. <laughs> yeah, it can happen in a dream world, right? But yeah, there are some things that are possible in your dreams. In fact, all things are possible. Amen. But if you will take the first step, yes. it will make more sense. Amen. So Jesus is saying to them, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted. The word converted there has to do with change. Right now, the way you guys are, you are not even in. So Jesus is saying, let Put the record straight. You are not in yet. You have to be converted. You have to be changed and become like this little child. So if you are not converted and you don't become like this little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You cannot enter the way you are. You have to be changed. You have to become like a little child. And then he now says, whoever humbles himself as this little child. Okay, now once you enter, the next thing is humility. Say humility. humility. You need to humble yourself and become like a little child. And he says, that is how to be the greatest in the kingdom. So that child was a real message there. How do you humble yourself and become like a little child? What is it about children that makes, makes them great in the kingdom? What is it? I remember reading, um, reading The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. Is anyone that has read that book? 
Okay. Yeah. Good. Keep reading. If you haven't read it, go read it. Yes? To make you a better Christian. So, he said that he saw, he saw, um, he was, he, he had, that book is a combination of his uh, prophetic experiences where God took him, showed him different things, showed him heaven, showed him the judgment, showed him so many things. But he, one of the things that surprised him was that he saw thrones in heaven, like thrones like. Your, your eyes can't see the end. All right? Thrones that people were seated on. But what shocked him is that the thrones were occupied mostly by children and women. <laughs> yeah, somebody said, praise God, quickly. Yeah, they were occupied mostly by children and women. You only, those on the throne are great in the kingdom. So what happened to the men? Hello. Ultimate men. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? He was surprised. Mostly children and women. Sitting on the throne, and he saw some men of God who were like, you know, when you read history of the church, yeah. you can't but see their names. Yeah. And these are like great people. Yeah. And they were among the least. Wow. They were among the least. He couldn't believe it. He said, I, It's just, I know there cannot be a lie in this place. Yeah. You're not lying to me. How is this possible? He said he met one of them. I've been reading your books. I don't know about you. I've read about you. How come you are the least here? You know what the guy said to him? He says, I'm even happy. I thank God that I'm here. That I even made it. Then you understand why Jesus says, narrow is the way. That leads to life. Straight and narrow. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And that's why I keep saying the greatest men and women of God are not known. Forget about the celebrities. Your celebrity preachers. May we get there. Yes? So the greatest in the kingdom has to be like a little child. If you don't humble yourself, one of the men that he met said to him, my pride made me the least. Another one said, my hypocrisy. In fact, he met a couple. A powerful couple that did great things for God. They were among the least. Why? Because they preach one thing and then they leave something else. Yes? So the way to greatness is humility. 
Hmm? That's what Jesus is teaching here. May the Lord deliver us from our pride. Amen. You know, every one of us has pride. Every one of us has pride. But if you don't do something about it, it will make you the least. So Jesus was go, get, going to the heart of the matter. These guys came and they asked Jesus a question. So Jesus decides to go to the crux of the matter. It's a heart issue. They are asking this question, not just because they want to learn, but because they want to prove something. Who is the greatest? Massa, tell us. Look at, we're 12 here. Who is the greatest? So they're expecting Jesus to say, uh, Peter, you are the greatest. <laughs> and Jesus didn't even... It's none of you. He brings a little child. He brings a little child. Can you imagine apostles? The apostles. None of them is great except this little child. That's why you must not despise children. They're great before God. Yeah, they are. You have outgrown your greatness. Now you need to be converted to get back Yeah. So, he now says, uh, let's, let's skip down. There are, some, there are some things I want us to look at here. Verse 6, he says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the depth of the sea. Huh? If he were drowned, rather, into the depth of the sea. <coughs> Can you imagine? So if anyone causes a child to sin, if anyone decides to teach a child how to sin, Hello? Sure. If anyone decides to groom a child, wow. if anyone decides to groom a child into perversion, sure. it's better for him sure. that he where a, a millstone is put around his neck mm -hmm. and he is thrown into the depths of the Atlantic Ocean. That is a better treatment than what he's going to receive wow. in the afterlife. Wow. Yes? So people that abuse children, oh my God, their destiny is doomed. Their future is doomed. Because you take advantage of their innocence. Jesus is saying, 
I'm watching. Yes? If you know anybody that is prone to this kind of th- behavior, advise them. Pray for them. Because they, 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 because you know, if you put a millstone on someone and you throw the person, it's, not, it's going to the very bottom. Am I correct? The very bottom. So that person is going to go to the deepest part of hell. Hell has different compartments. There are levels and degrees of punishment. Not everybody in hell will have the same punishment. Yes? But the best part of hell, I hear, I haven't been there and I don't plan to. Yeah. But those that have been there said that the best part of hell is worse than all the suffering in the world put together. So all the suffering, all the pain, all, all the oppression, all whatever it is you can imagine is not up to the best part of hell. Okay? So if, if that person is going to get to the bottom, <laughs> that means his punishment is... Obviously, it's out of this world, right? There's nothing like it. Your imagination can't even get it. You can't even grasp it. You don't have the capacity to even imagine what it is like. But it is real. One time I preached on hell and one brother approached me and said, Pastor, you know, I don't think it's necessary to preach this kind of messages. I'd rather motivate people with love. Then I say, you need to take it out of your Bible where Jesus talks about it. Take it out. Or you can go and advise Jesus. All right. Verse 7, it says, Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Offenses will come. Why? We're in the world. The world is full of offenses. How many people have been offended before you've, you've been offended? Huh? No, I know some of you are angels. You just landed from heaven, came down to worship, and you'll go back after that. Wow. You, you know, after the service, you're back in heaven. You're living in your own. You don't interact with all these sinful, offensive people. <laughs> Offenses will come. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Even if you were part of a perfect team, you will spoil that team. If you join a perfect team, you see the team is perfect. Everybody there is perfect. And you join it, you will spoil it. So if you find it, don't join don't join so you don't mess it up because you are not perfect 
Are you getting my point? Yeah. Just like there's no perfect church. So if you find a perfect church, just admire it from a distance. And say, wow. This is so perfect. Because the moment you join it, it's no more perfect. You spoil it. Don't spoil it. So what are we saying? The church is not for perfect people. Okay? But the church is a place for perfecting people. Did you hear me? The church is not for perfect people, but the church is a place for perfecting people. You can tweet that. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's skip down and look at verse 15. For example, how many, how many people have had to deal with offenses in the recent past? Okay, you've had to. How did you deal with it? Hmm? Let's go and boom. <laughs> yeah, that's how some people solve. That's, they settle it. Yeah. Say, ah, let me just get down. I have an uncle, you know. May his soul rest in peace. This guy, he has a shambok that he puts on the dashboard of his car. <laughs> so when he's driving and you, you, you mess up with him, he parks the car, comes out with his shambok. He will give it to you. He loves to fix people up. <laughs> huh? So there are some people, that's the way they deal with offenses. Just, just get out and then, you know, just exchange some blows. And, you know, after that, it's, it's, it's sorted. Wow. <laughs> Some other people, they'll just go to the person next door. This is what this person is doing to me. <laughs> Some other people will just ostrich approach. Yeah. You know, as Putin said, he's trying to enter to hide, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the rest of the body is showing. <laughs> it's not going in. But look at what Jesus tells us. Because, you see, we are human beings. We are imperfect and we are dealing with perfect people. We will continue to deal with perfect people and we are trying to reach the world. We want to reach, we want to reach this city. Where, and, I mean, we are going to have to continue to deal with things that challenge our culture, that challenge our convictions, that challenge our values, that challenge our principles. Are you following me? These are things that you will face. They are things that will challenge your convictions. There are some people that will just shake you. They just, you're just like, what, what is this? And yet that person is sincere. So how are you going to handle that? You, you can't demonize the person because it's of a different opinion from you. 
You shouldn't. I mean, if Jesus could make it with these guys, we can make it. Because there's none of you, I don't see any terrorist here. Huh? I don't see any Ju Judas here who will, you know, betray and sell anyone. Huh? Because people with Judas tendencies tend towards human trafficking. They can sell people for money. And these are people Jesus gathered together. Yeah? So Jesus now begins to teach them because he can see these guys. I have plans for these guys, but these guys, they are something else. Their tendencies, when their sinful nature begins to manifest, is not a good sight to behold. So Jesus says, verse 15, he says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. <coughs> so when you had to deal with conflict recently, or in the recent past, or in the distant past, or maybe you were involved or roped into a situation, if somebody comes to you and says, this person did this to me, the first question you need to ask the person is, have you spoken to him? Because Jesus says, what did he say? Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Yes? Not your BBF? Come on. Not your... Not your mommy? Not your daddy? Come on. Tell him. Tell him his fault. So, my... I think if we just... If we can just listen to Jesus, how many people know we will be wiser? Yes. We'll be wiser and we will handle these things because he managed with this twelve. And you saw the diversity in the... I mean... The tension alone. They had zero chemistry when they started. But by the time he finished with them, oh my God, they were united. The bond was there. By the time he finished with them, they were able to change the world as a team. So, I would want to listen to a man like this. If he could do it, I can do it. Because he says, The works that I do shall ye do, and greater than these shall ye do, because I go to the Father. Many times when we read that, we only think in terms of signs and wonders. But we don't see in terms of his organizational skills. We don't see in terms of his ability to make disciples out of the rejects of society. To turn them into wall shakers. So when your brother or your sister has something 
I would recommend, in fact, before you go to the brother, go to yourself. <laughs> I'm not adding to the scripture, but you know, he says, judge not and you shall not be judged. Is that not so? Yeah, he says, judge not and you shall not be judged. Why? Because he says that with the same measure you measure, you, you, you judge, it shall be measured back to you, right? So, he says, first of all, why don't you look at yourself? Look in the mirror before you go to your sister. Look in the mirror before you go to your brother. Talk to your soul. Hello? Yeah. Talk to your soul first. Because you might be complaining about a speck. Meanwhile, you have a log. But because you didn't look into the mirror, you didn't see the log. Yeah. So before you go and say, let me go and set. No, 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 no. Don't settle any scores. Stand and look into the mirror before you go. All right? Look into the mirror. Talk to the Lord. Lord, show me myself. Look into the perfect law of liberty. The mirror that we have in the kingdom is the word of God. So you look into the word. Examine yourself first. Huh? This, this, this feeling I have, this offense I have, this, this reaction I'm having to this person's behavior, is it my flesh? Is it my pride? Hello? Is it my insecurity? Huh? Oh, is it, is it my resistance? My resistance to anything called authority. Because I've seen a lot of that. Anything that has the appearance of authority, boom. There's resistance. So, what is it inside me that is making me to feel like this? Look into the mirror. Tell your neighbor, look into the mirror. <laughs> so you look into the mirror before you go out. Yeah, didn't you check the mirror this morning? I can see. You look like someone that looked into the mirror. <laughs> yes. Now, if you can do that physically, why don't you do that spiritually? Look into the mirror first. So after you've looked into the mirror and you, now, you, can, now dis- you can now see no. I am not the one. Or it's not what I think. I saw it. I didn't see it properly. Whatever it is. Then you now go to the person. Don't go to your friend. Go to that particular person. That's, 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 that's the biblical approach. Before you start gossiping about that person, come on, go meet the person. Meet the person. You know this thing you did? I didn't like it. I think, I th- I think there's a better way. What, whatever it is, talk about it. So Jesus is saying, this is, this is how to deal with these things. And he says, if he hears you, 
you have gained your brother. You see? But the enemy won't want you to do this. So the enemy wants you immediately to react. Hmm? How many people have reacted and then you found that, oh, my reaction, I, I goofed there. That was a real boo-boo there. Hmm? Yeah. So he says, go do it in private, not in public. Between the two of you. So now you are, the, the person talks, tells, says his or her part, and then you say your part, and then you guys compare notes, and now you now say, oh, I'm so sorry. I overreacted to you. Oh, I didn't see this context. I didn't see it from this perspective. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. But many people, oh, this person, hmm. What she did to me. Well, if you want, you can go. Now, you've not said anything, but you've said volumes. How many people know? Ah! You want to go there? Okay. You have not said anything, but you've said volumes. Meanwhile, that person has no idea. Hmm? So Jesus is, is giving us wisdom here. How many people will learn from, from Jesus? They are not too smart to learn from Jesus, right? He says, but if he will not hear. Now, if you go to the person and the person does not listen to you. If he will not hear, take with you one or two more. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So, let me say something. If somebody comes to you and says, Oh, for example, let me use Lyseka since it's close by. <laughs> Lyseka did this to me. Do you know how wicked that man is? He looks, you know... So cool, calm, and collected. He looks so fine. He looks so bad. I'm telling you, this guy is mean. You say, is that so? Eh? Tell me more. <laughs> what else did he do? No, 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 no. Anybody that comes to you like that, first thing you need to ask is, have you spoken to him? You understand? That's what Jesus is telling us. So don't take it in. Don't just take it in and uh, you, you like stories. Come on. So you want to extract some more. No, 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 no. Stop it there and say, have you spoken to him? So Jesus is saying the only time you get involved is if that person has spoken and he didn't listen. That's where you can say, okay, fine, let us go. Not to the community now. <laughs> to him. <laughs> but what we do, we just go to a community. Before you know it, it's on social media. Huh? I'm amazed at how people try to settle scores on social media. Jesus didn't recommend that. <laughs> 
is that coming from? Jesus said, you need to go to him. If he doesn't agree, okay, fine. Get one or two and go back to him. You know, it's like, I came, you didn't listen to me. I'm trying to explain. You couldn't understand me. So I have brought Lucia. And Lucia will add her wisdom and say, no, you need to listen. You need to, you know, she'll add whatever, right? That the Lord inspires and all of that. But then he says, but if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. You see? Can you see the process? First of all, you start with yourself in the mirror. Okay? Then after that, you go to him. Hmm? If it doesn't work, Call one or two witnesses. Yes? Now, if he refuses and he's, he's adamant and he says, Leave me alone, all of you. He says, Now you can bring it to the church. So the church is not the first place you take it to. Don't come and bog, bog us with. Huh? With things that should have been addressed and dealt with. Now you start involving the elders and everybody. And yet you have not taken the the, the first steps that Jesus recommends. Okay. So if he refuses to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector (laughs) and a Matthew. Isn't it interesting? It's Matthew that is writing this. So, if he will not listen to the church, consider him an unbeliever. Consider him unsaved. Many people don't know the power the church has. Consider him unsaved. All right? And then it's after that he says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Many times we just use this scripture out of context. You know the context is that. It's got to do with conflict resolution. Yeah, look at it. That's, that's the context. So if the church now stands and say, We bind you. Heaven will back it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus knows we are dealing with people that are not redeemed. Or, well, okay, we are are redeemed by the blood. But we are dealing with sinful nature. So sinful nature has to be brought under uh, control. I need to stop. Time is gone. Hallelujah. I hope you've received some wisdom from Jesus. Okay? When somebody does something, don't just rush to your next neighbor. Go to the person. 
Hmm? After you have checked yourself, you have verified, then you go to the person. Do you know? You start releasing coded messages on the internet. It's, it's not okay. May God help us. Amen. Because if we are in this for a long haul, we must master this area. Amen. Okay? So that we can, if we are going to fight, let's fight fair. Do you understand? Yeah. And God will give us grace. God will strengthen us. Let's stand up on our feet. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.